Live from the J.C. Newman Cigar Studio in Boston, Massachusetts, and the Gurkha Cigar Studio in beautiful British Columbia, welcome to the Smokin' Tobacco Show with your hosts, Matt Tobacco and Mitchell Santaga. You know, I have to say, I, I do like, I did get really comfortable. Hold on, let me get this out of the way. So used to having... You know, I was getting really comfortable with my space. You know, I could spread <laughs> out, I could stretch, you know, and it's feeling a little crammed in here again, but that's okay. Yeah, crammed with his wife. That's He's okay. So nice to me. But that's okay. <laughs> but that's okay. The adventure begins. This is the only person that I really want crammed next to me over here. I can't tell if you're lying or not, but... Although... <laughs> Very, very few people have actually done this show as a guest, for example. I mean, Nicole's not a guest, but I'm like, not. but like, another person being here with me. Very few people have done it. Uh, Carney has done it several times, but John's also like a very close personal friend of mine, so he does, you know, come to my humble abode. Um, but very few people. I mean, you got to think most of the people we have on the show are, you know, not even around here. It's usually it's long distance. So, um, but somebody actually did heavily suggest and really make it known that they were eager to come do the show with me here in person. And I was like, I don't know what to say because. I like just kind of being over here by myself, but this person also lives nearby. The only thing is I'm thinking, and I'm thinking about both of you. Thank you. I'm thinking about both of you and that person, and I don't think you're both going to fit on the screen. <laughs> and the actual Dang, shots camera. Fired. Wow. Shots, well, fired. No, shots fired. But I with mean, the actual. Now I can't say who it is. Camera, <laughs> no, but the camera angle. I mean, we have a lovely backdrop, but it's not that big well the backdrop could be expanded i know but but mm. it's also just like i don't know it's it's strange having people at the house I don't how know. are you gonna be like i mean we both like look at the camera but i feel like you'd have to be more like this with him it too. would be like this yeah. doing a show and then mitchell's just over there like oh hey i'm on the computer and by the way to i'll be go in fuck the myself camera, you're gonna be like touching knees and i see i don't know i don't i don't know and really do you want to invite the beast into the house I mean, <laughs> for this particular person, I would because I, you know, I do love him on a personal level. Uh, and he's always been good to me. But yeah, no, I, I was like, well, I don't know. Like, I'll think about it. But I don't now. I I don't want to say who it is now because now I feel like you, you 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 fired some shots. No, and like, there were no shots fired. Well, you alluded to him being a bigger guy. I mean, it's not too hard to figure out at this point. You. <laughs> I know we're dropping so many hints right now. I mean, he does have the alter ego of a um, of a particular mythical creature that lives in the woods. So that's not enough to figure it out. Um, yeah, you don't know your <laughs> cigar people. You know. Um, <laughs> but he he is coming on soon. It just we don't usually announce guests like too far out. I like to keep it current. But he is coming on. He was actually supposed to be on two weeks ago. Get him in studio. And you guys can just get wasted on bourbon. He was supposed to come on two weeks ago, but he forgot that he was doing the end of the summer of Sokka with Abe. So Steve is actually coming on 
And perhaps in person at our house. Perhaps, perhaps <laughs> at my house. Perhaps at my house. I don't know. Well, I have. We meet the baby. We have not discussed this yet. Um, October twenty fifth. I have to talk to Steve about it. Um. So yeah, I don't know. That could be a uh, that could be a big deal though. You know, I don't know. That could be a big deal. You know, very it's exclusive to be in studio, and not that it's supposed to be, but. You know, just that's how, that's how the cards have fallen. But Steve could be part of that very elite group. I don't know, Carney. Look out, you know. Yeah, the elite group who it's very elite comes group. to our studio. I know. In our garage. Very few people. I'm trying <laughs> to think of, like, industry people. Who else has actually been here in person with me? Or Carney. Just John. I think it is only John. I thought maybe there was one or two others. Mm-hmm. It's just John. Wow. Hopefully I can make the trek out one day. Well, if you can snowshoe your ass down from canada um you know we'd love to have my you in snowmobile studio. that's that's you know my uh, portable igloo yeah yeah mitchell was a good boy this week mitchell was i know you probably shouldn't say this on air but i'm going to because it's my show and i don't really think it matters but mitchell was a good boy this week mitchell reciprocated <laughs> mitchell good boy mitchell reciprocated so as many people know the running joke on the show is that you know we you know we have to smuggle cigars up to him in canada well, I had a request of something that he has in Canada that I don't have. <laughs> and no, it wasn't Cuban cigars. No, I don't need those. It was Cuban rum. It was, uh, it was Havana Club. And, uh, you know, Mitchell, who's a very good boy, you know, took my advice and said, hey, send this to the United States. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I have my people. I have my ways. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and it arrived. And I got it today and I was very excited. So thank you, Mitchell. Uh, for being uh, such a good sport, that was a no. uh, highlight of my day. My pleasure, my pleasure. You know that, you know at the trade show I brought down Canadian exclusive cigars that came wrapped in bands that I still <laughs> have come in one color. I still have mine, <laughs> you know, and I don't even want to uh, smoke it because I'm like, this is the only plain packaging cigar that I have, and I want to keep it so I can use it as an example. <laughs> Did you tell them what you wrote on the package? Oh well. <laughs> I wasn't going to get into that, but I mean, it might as well. Yeah, I don't well. know if we want to give away our secrets, right? I don't know. Uh, we... They're going to see an uptick in this being shipped now across like... the country. <laughs> so on the on the, can- <laughs> on the Canadian customs manifestation slip, uh, under the description, I told Mitchell, just list it as like olive oil or something, you know. Well, Mitchell, who, as some people know, Coop calls Boy Wonder. Well, he was wearing his Boy Wonder hat on. Um, when, uh, oh, Kenny's come. So Kenny's, Kenny's with your brother right now. That's awesome. Uh, what's up, Kenny? Um, the, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Yeah. So, so Mitchell said, ah, I got this. I got this. So what did Mitchell put under item description? Hmm. Water-based personal lubricant. Yeah. Hey, it's a water-based product. So you know sure, who I'm sure someone looked at that box with the two bottles, and they're like, this is a lot of lube. So I'm surprised that didn't get flagged, but because who orders that much lube from Canada? Oh, <laughs> I'll give you one name right now. I'll give you one name right now. Matt Booth. I was going to say Boofy. From Canada, though? You don't understand. <laughs> Matt's the kind of guy who orders weird things from unusual places, and it's be- usually because there's a very specific reason. You know, and he's the kind of guy who would be like, my man, you know, water-based personal lubricants can change 
an entire sexual experience. <laughs> and only the best stuff comes from Canada. I mean, I'm telling you. We have it, we have some the of balls, the cleanest man. water here. Yeah. Yeah, and you don't want to have any unnatural on your business down there with you and your lady friend or your man friend, whichever is your fancy. That's something along the lines. We're friends. Say. We're friends. But how big are those bottles? Like liters? No, those are 750s. 750s. Okay, so those who needs 750s? two 750 bottles of lube? <laughs> Again, we have yep. the answer. Yep. We have the answer. Just Every time you ask Matt. a question, <laughs> Matt, it is going to be the answer. <laughs> who needs that? Matt. Hmm. Matt. Why would he buy it? Because it's Matt. <laughs> yeah, telling you. And can I just tell you, while we're on this subject, and because Matt's name was already thrown out there, so I was on the phone with Matt one time, and he was cleaning out his office, and about halfway through, he tells me, he's like, oh, I just found this box in my closet. I'm like, and I could tell by the excitement in his voice that there was, you know, so I'm like, what's in there, you know? So he's like, oh, bro. And then he was like, do you remember? And then he was like, nah, you're too young. And something about, they had these little plastic combs that you used to buy, I don't know, o the older generation, and that's not a dig, but the older people who are probably like 40 and up, probably Wasn't nobody. was it a black comb? I don't know. It was these special like combs that like they used to have back in like the, the 80s, and I don't know, and it was he had like a whole display of them. It was random. But then he was also like, oh, yeah, and he goes, and then I have a bunch of lube shooters. <laughs> and I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, you know, like, like lube, lube. It was like little, like little, like little, like sex lube. Like, he's like, let me show you a picture. And he sent me, and I'm like, why do you have that? And he's like, I don't know. Memorabilia. <laughs> the like, good old days. Like, he's like, I don't know. I'm like, what are you gonna do with it? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> you know what? Probably went right back in that box and it's still back in his closet. It's probably yeah. It probably still is. I have to ask him. But you still have those lube shooters? <laughs> I mean, this is also the guy who had a stripper pole um, at his last, you know, self-contained booth at the trade show, as well as a little glory hole. Um, in 2021, he, there was, uh, well, I don't want to say rumors because he did confirm it, but he had planned to bring a sex swing to his booth, but somebody forgot the base, and so they weren't able to set it up. I think they assume they could hang it from the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> hang it from the ceiling. Well, now, that, that one, is a way on how to hook one of one those long, up. Uh, that's one long, long so, chain you would need from, and, and from anybody, show ceiling. And anybody who wants to call bullshit, please, I want you to call me out for that statement. I want you to say, no, Matt, there's no way that's true. Well, I have proof, and it's Kevin. Because Kevin, for those who don't know, Prior to his tenure at Smoke and Tobacco, he used to work for Matt at the trade show. And so he was in the booth every year for the last several years uh, before the move over to uh, Forged. And uh, he was an integral part of that. So anyone can ask, you know, Kevin Acuff, be like, did Matt Booth have a sex swing in his booth? And he'll tell you the swing was there, but we couldn't set it up. And he'll confirm it. And, you know, I'm telling you, he, he knows. There's a lot of weird shit that's gone down in that booth. Anyway, that's our rant on Matt for the night. I love him, so I'll always give him some time. I feel like we should get to what we're smoking, because that's how far we got into the show right now. Welcome oh, yeah. back to the show. <laughs> I know. Welcome back to the show. So that's that's what we're that's what we're doing. <laughs> um, that's what we've been up to. Um, but this week, our cigars are once again brought to you by 
twoguyscigars.com. That's right. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. You can head over there today to find an amazing selection of cigars and cigar accessories from all over the industry, only at the number two, guyscigars.com. Nicole, what are we smoking today? Um, so, since I am now just starting to smoke again after, what, like 10 months of not smoking? Roughly. Um, I'm trying to play catch up with a bunch of stuff that came out, obviously, while I was not able to smoke. So, tonight, I'm having a McAuliffe Black, um, which I have to say is pretty good. Not going to lie. There was a lot of hype around this, so I was excited to try it. It is good. And this is, we're smoking the Toro size, which Kevin, uh reviewed this cigar a few months ago and gave this cigar 91 um so again if you if you haven't tried the McAuliffe black check it out now um fantastic cigar and once again i think this might be the cigar that really changes the game for McAuliffe cigars so uh congrats to them and yeah it's a fantastic cigar for eight dollars is um this, this cigar eight dollars eight dollars you I can't could've, I could've it's hard to beat for eight dollars okay see i would have pegged it smokes at least like 15 yeah, smokes exactly. like a thirteen to sixteen dollars cigar, yeah. especially with newer prices coming out. Yeah, easily. See? Yeah, I would have said this was eight bucks. Right? You know, but it is, smokes and well it's a great smoke. value. It's a great value. Even at eight dollars, mm. it's great. And anyone listening, any new cigars that you think I should absolutely try that I missed out on because I haven't smoked since December of last year. So anything that's like came out in that period that you think I should smoke, let me know. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Put them in the comments. Send us a message. What new cigars should Nicole try? Because uh, anything that's come out in pretty much the last 12 months, there's a good chance she probably has not had it. So put it in there. What should she be smoking? Because she needs something to go off of. Because we have a lot of them here. She just hasn't got through them all yet. But she, if she yeah, had what a, should my priorities be? Yeah, let's see I what guess. the people think. Let's see. Let's see what names get thrown out. I mean, I you know. I did have a Papa Saka the other day. She did. That was really good. I had bought a box. When I was pregnant. Um, smoked it before I smoked it. <laughs> hey, I was still shopping. as Even though I was pregnant, I was still buying cigars. So, yeah. um, And uh, I had the Liga 10, the Robusto, the Anniversario. Yeah, but you had that before, didn't you? I, I did. That was, that's not new. You're right, but I bought that box because so it was hard to get them for a while. Mike said Arturo Fuente, Eye of the Bull, which we actually we had. And I yes, I did actually smoke that we in We had November. that before it came out. Yeah, when we were visiting Fuente in November, I did have one. We did have a, which bike. Great idea. That's a great cigar. I love it in that size. Papa Saka. Oh, time, Timeless Black. Okay. Timeless Black. Okay, yeah. And the Suma. Oh, and the Suma. I, I haven't had the Suma, the Suma yet. Suma, so. man. Yep, which I um, think I still have one or two of those left, so yeah. We'll make sure you get some of those. But Matt, I love the Papasaka because that was uh, I did like that size better. I feel like than the um, the just the Saka Con. See, I liked the Saka Con better. Um, I thought they were both really good. Like, let me just say that first. I thought they were both great. I would still continue to smoke both of those sizes regularly all the time. The Mike Rita Black Blend is becoming a real special favorite of mine the more i smoke it. it i think it is great i and it's i think it has passed the original Mike rita for me i think it goes the black the original then the then the red um in my book but i did like the saka con better i thought that with the extra filler and the longer size it smoked a little bit nicer for me the way i like to taste it in the smaller ring gauge, 
you get a lot more of the wrapper into it. It has a little bit more bite to it. It's a little rougher, uh, which I don't mind. I liked it, but I felt that the Sakakan for me performed better, but I think that the smaller size was better for Nicole. Um, I mean, I it, if people have been following me, I can only smoke now during naps, so I can't really have quite long cigars anymore. <laughs> so Matt, yeah, Matt wrote Suma. Matt also said the new Diesel Vintage Series, which I okay. think we have those. I okay. think I think we have those because we got some of those from General. Yeah, the Ferrotego stuff definitely, that's on my radar. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. That's the next yeah. thing to try. Yeah. Yeah, you can, I mean, I have to say, you know, the Suma, it really surprised me. Um, and the first one I had, I, I, I didn't love it. I, and I've said it. And I said that to Mike. I said, you know, the first one. I was like, hmm. But then I had a couple more, and I was like, all right, these are better. These are better. But um, and I don't know if that first one, maybe it was dry. I don't know. But or whatever it was. But um, I was a little nervous. But then I had a couple more, and Mike came on the show, and I smoked it again and again. And Kevin's been smoking them, and he's been raving about it. Yeah. Um, and one of you guys reviewed it. Didn't Kevin review it? What yes, Kevin did review it. Yeah, one of you. Hey, if you go to smokingtobacco.com, <laughs> you can check out uh, Kevin's review of the Suma. I think he did the torpedo and find out what he did uh, do. The torpedo, in. he did do that. That's right. Um, Which did you announce about the website? We have so we have let the we have let everybody know, uh, and I actually that's a good point because I wanted to bring that up tonight because so for those who don't know, we do there is a new smokingtobacco.com. It is not it's not out there yet, obviously. Um, but I have spoken to the web developer and it's like 90% done. It's, it's almost there. We're doing some final stuff. Home, home stretch. Yeah. And so one thing I do want to say, having said that is over the next week or two, we're going to be getting ready to transition to that new website. So bear with us because if there are any minor hiccups, that's why, because you're going to see a brand new website and it's going to be. And everyone has seen it. Mitchell, you've seen it. Kevin's seen it. All, every, the only people who have seen it are the team. Um, no one, not even Coop's seen the new website. Um, as much as we love him, like no one, just the team. And uh, and it is upgraded for your viewing pleasure. Oh, it is. <laughs> oh, it is. And, oh, and yes. everyone, when I when I when I got the link to the you know to the private thing, so you could actually go on and see it, and I sent it to everyone. I. Immediately got back, holy shit. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> this is our new home. So uh, it's going to be awesome. And we're really excited. But having said that, we are going to be doing that transitional change, which the developers have said like, hey, you know, it it should be pretty seamless. But, you know, of course, these things happen. So um, if, if anything comes up, anything's wonky, um, that's why. Bear just, with us. We're working on it. Just let us know, too. Yeah. Just let and, us know. and let us know. If, if you find any bugs, something's not working. Tell us because it's hard to see every little detail. Uh, yeah. We might not know, so let us know when the when we'll make an announcement when it goes live. But um, we're pretty. We use professionals this time. Mm -hmm. I was the professional last time, not a professional. <laughs> so any yeah. issues with this website? It was this. So I apologize. This website's gonna feel a lot more like other major news websites that you've probably seen. Uh, it's a lot more interactive. Um, a little bit more refreshed looking <laughs> than just the than the basic gold on the black. Um, so it's it, that's all I'm gonna say though. Um, that's really not giving too much away, other than it's just gonna be very very new. 
Uh, but yeah, we're, we're very excited. For we're it. very excited yeah. for it. Uh, and we can't wait to show all of you how it looks. So, uh, like I said, when it goes live, it'll all be the first to know. We'll post it. But uh, we're we're almost there. We're almost there. Um, tonight, in addition to... Oh, we didn't go through. Oh, that's <laughs> right. I'm sorry. We got so distracted. <laughs> Mitchell's now ignored. Oh, good. <laughs> Mitchell, what do you say? Um, you know, for a special occasion like Nicole coming back, I thought I'd whip out a... Gurkha Collection Especial. Those are good. This is, uh, yeah, really nice. It's a, uh, it's a shade wrap, but the binder and fillers are all, all strong. You know, it's got a nice Mexican Sumatra binder, and it's got uh, some broadleaf fillers, and and uh, it's it's got a nice rich nuttiness and oakiness and. Yeah, it, it's got that underlying sweetness too that you kind of, I really look for in in a Connecticut shade. And one of the things I dislike about a lot of Connecticut shades, and it's talked about a lot, is that kind of underlying clinging bitterness you get. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm well past halfway on this cigar, and it, n- none of that at all. Um, I also decided to pair it with one of my favorite bourbons. Ooh, E.H. Taylor. Oh, good for you. It's me, H. Taylor. So good for you. I probably haven't drank this in months because we don't really get it up in Canada, and I've only got about that much left. We'll so have to it's get some it's a Mitchell some E. H. Taylor. Yeah, it's good to know. It, it is occasionally here. Uh, it's starting to be stocked more often as the kind of the bourbon trend increases in Canada. Um, Canada is starting to to allocate a bit of it. When it first was released here, it was like a fully like you had to to win it in raffles but now we're actually starting to see it on shelves it's just a little bit more rare like i, I could probably search it out but uh but yeah it's and it's not cheap it's i think it's over a hundred dollars a bottle here really it's all about taxes it's, yeah what, like 50 or... well here's the thing here with a lot of the buffalo trace stuff it's it's it can be tricky to find it dep- and it depends because here it's a lot of it's governed state by state. So like New Hampshire is a control is a controlled liquor state. So everything goes through the state of New Hampshire. The state of New Hampshire has all their own liquor stores. So they all every yeah, if you want liquor we in New Hampshire, you go to the New Hampshire liquor outlet and there's like hundreds of stores, but they're all owned by the state. Now, when they get Buffalo Trace products in, a lot of the times they hold it for their raffles. Which are free to enter, you get randomly selected, you get to buy it at MSRP. Yeah. That bottle's like a thirty five, forty dollar bottle, I think. Uh, nah, maybe like 40 to 50, actually. I think it's like 40 to 50. Um, Massachusetts is like the Wild West. So, you know, there's some stores that will get one or two bottles of that, and they'll ask like $150, $200 for it. But then you can go to some stores, especially bigger stores, or even like Total Wine. Like Total Wine will have it once in a while when they get it, if they put it on the shelf. And they put it on the shelf, it'll be MSRP. But they'll put six out. They'll get like four cases and they'll put six bottles on the shelf one day and they'll be gone in an hour and then they'll wait. And then like two weeks later, they'll put like another six out and yeah. like Wegmans does it. The it's very weird stores. how the bourbon so, works down here. It's, it's very so weird. Here's the thing. We're, we're also liquor controlled. And again, over a hundred dollars sounds like a lot, but the way our taxes work. So imagine it's $50 for you guys. Well, $50 American to Canadian is 
probably you that instantly right there is probably seventy dollars, seventy five dollars. Well, I just sent, I just sent you, I just sent you a hundred US, and it yeah. did the auto conversion, and it was one hundred and twenty eight Canadian. Yeah, and so, you know, you're looking at with the dollar conversion plus state tax, and then our state tax or provincial tax actually just increased on alcohol. I think by like another nine percent or something yeah what's the tax percent on that oh it's something ridiculous i don't even know at this point it just goes up like every two years um yeah you're looking at like a hundred dollars so it's it's Mm. like it it's pretty average like i think like you guys get wild turkey for like 101 for like 12 or 15 dollars like no more than 20 i think it's almost a 40 dollar bottle it's not that cheap but it's it's not that cheap but it's yeah but that's a good point it depends on where it's sold so like even though if you buy the liquor in new hampshire you're not paying do they have a liquor tax wait no yeah no because all of the sales all the profit from it goes right to the state anyway so So there is no tax on alcohol yeah so they don't have liquor tax but then in mass we have liquor tax and mike just made this comment too uh buffalo trace in chicago can be found but at a price um and that's exactly what happens here like we have like liquor delivery services like drizzly and, you know, so we can look at prices at what Yeah, Matt said the same thing. Yeah. Bourbon market in Minnesota is garbage. Low selection, hybrid. So here's yeah. the thing. Th- there's a range with, with a lot of it, um, yeah. especially Buffalo yeah. Trace being the most well-known distillery, and they have the biggest portfolio yeah. of brands. So let me give you an example. So, like, E.H. Taylor, th- that's a small batch, right? So the E.H. Taylor, the yep. small batch, Blanton's, Weller Special Reserve, or the the green bottle, for those who might yeah. not know. Those can be found if you dig around hard enough you'll find it and it won't hurt too much you know you can find it yeah if you keep your eyes open you say that but the msrp on that weller green right is between 25 and 30 and people are selling it like 60 to 80 true (laughs) so true but it doesn't hurt but but, it's still way more than but there's more allocations of like special reserve the original blantons um the eh taylor small batch Buffalo Trace itself, um, Eagle Rare. It's like, for example, like Eagle Rare. You can you can find Eagle. Eagle yeah. Like you go to you go to any liquor store in Massachusetts, you'll find Eagle Rare sitting on the shelf in plenty of quantity. Like you can buy it by the truckload if you want to here. Now, what's interesting is I there's this anyone who's been around will tell you uh, who's into bourbon. You always hear people say, well, if you go to Ohio, they got Weller Special Reserve and 107 sitting on the shelf just everywhere you go. I don't know if it's true, but that's what I've heard a lot of people say to me. But then they also say, like, oh, man, like, I don't know how to find Eagle Rare. But if you go to liquor stores here, I mean, you know, there's Eagle mm-hmm. Rare everywhere. I mean, I can buy Eagle Rare for people by the case if I want to. So it is weird. It's, it's different how sure it gets distributed. But I'm sure the the community as well and what people Yeah, so, like, it, it's, so. it's strange how they allocate. But remember, they also have such a big portfolio that that's kind of, like, entry level. Then you go up to, like, Weller Foolproof. And you go to like some of the other rare Blantons, like the Straight from the Barrel, the E.H. Taylor Bottled and Bond, the Stag Junior, which is now just Stag. And I would say that's like the second tier. And those are a little bit more trickier to find. And more often you're going to see them at pretty inflated prices. Then you got like tier three, and that's BTAC, otherwise known as the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection, George T. Stag, Thomas H. Handy, and the Pappy Van Winkle which I would say are the, probably the most premier lines. Those are the only ones that, I mean, are still pretty impossible to find. Um, the BTAC, a little bit more. I mean, usually 
you'll see stores get one or two bottles of George T and Thomas H. Handy. Um, and they'll still be asking a lot for them, but you'll see them. Um, you almost never see like William LaRue or the Eagle Rare 17. Um, if you see Van Winkle, you see the old Rip 10, maybe the, the Van Winkle 12. But the actual like PVW, like the 15, the 20, like, yeah, you don't see that. You don't see that unless it's a raffle. So like some stores will sell raffle tickets. Some do it based on sales. And then New Hampshire, you just enter for all of it. And they'll pick you for Blanton's or they'll pick you for Pappy Van Winkle. It's all just like one big thing. Um, your cousin Mark keeps trying to call me. What's he watching? Ooh. Mac. No. No. Uh, sorry. My cousin just texted <laughs> him and he's like, do you want crumble cookies? And the answer is no. Sorry, Mark. <laughs> Which it's like a big... A big cookie. Yeah, you probably don't have them in Canada, Mitchell, but it's a it's a cookie chain. Yeah, I think I think we talked about this actually a few They're a few like months ago about the crumble big. cookie. Yeah, I looked them up. One cookie is four servings. <laughs> yeah, they're they're four they're good, servings. but they're you know it's it's good once in a while, but like you can't do it on the rig, you just can't. It's just too much. But anyway, yeah. So that's just kind of how it shakes out here in go. terms of bourbon. Do you know what I really want to know, Nicole? Did you whip out your special lighter for today? I actually have a lot because I have quite a few we have a lot of pieces. Um, so I brought multiple out. And actually, isn't this someone Mitchell's getting? Is he getting the brushed copper? I think he is getting So Mitchell, that one. I have the lighter that you are getting. I think that is the lighter you're getting. So. But our cutting and lighting is brought to you by our very good friends at ST DuPont. ST DuPont, you wanted the best. You got the best. Be exceptional, ST DuPont. Um yeah, I got my Line 2, my MaxiJet, and courtesy of our friends at ST DuPont and Coles of London. Shout out to them. Who distributes ST DuPont? I think it's important to note, too. Coles of London, if you don't know who they are, they are a distributor for ST DuPont in the United States. Um, great company, great people. I just want to give a, a huge shout out to them and, um, you know, really excited to, you know, be involved with them. Uh, but they also sent us this beautiful Defi Extreme. Now, the Defi Extreme... Um, if you haven't seen this one yet, it's a twin jet lighter. Let me turn it up actually, just so you can see the flame a little bit more. Um, twin jet lighter. It's very sturdy, very firm, a little bit of weight to it. This is a nice torch lighter. Side trigger, just like the maxi jet. So the maxi jet, you have your, your chrome side trigger right here. Uh, this one, it's right here as well, right on the side. A little bit more of a, a bang when it actually triggers though. It's actually kind of badass. Uh, but the other thing is too is... What I like on the Maxi Jet, you have like the little fuel window, which you really can't see. And I don't want to try to, I don't want to unfocus the camera, but it's like this little window, like right here. This window, the whole side of the lighter. Oh yeah, that's awesome. That whole that that's all glass right there. You can see all the fuel all the way up. Um, it's pretty badass. You can easily tell how much fuel is in it. This is amazing. This is the. Navy. It's like it holds a buttload too. It does. It it does hold a, a pretty good amount. Um, easy to adjust. So on the maxi jet, you have like that little screw in the bottom to adjust, but you almost need like a screwdriver. If you have like a long enough nail, you can twist it. So not bad, but definitely easier to adjust on the Defi extreme. You get this giant knob here that you can twist and spin pretty easily. Um, now this is the new brand new. This is the, the matte finish Navy blue, uh, which I believe is exclusive to the United States. And this has an MSRP 
of $315, um, which I know some people might say is a little high, but you know, for the money, you get what you pay for. You know, as well, look, I said before. every every time you pretty much click that thing, there is a perfect solid flame coming out. It's like there's sometimes where I'm just sitting there clicking lighters, and then you're like, oh, it clicked finally. <laughs> you know, you just uh, you don't want that. You know, I've had this conversation with a lot of people in the industry, and uh, even Carney. You know, uh, we've talked about this a lot about you know like hey, like lighters just don't last. And I have to tell you, and I'm sure there's people out there who've had issues with some with DuPonts and stuff and everyone has some kind of issue with something at some point. Um, but it's rare, you know, and with the DuPont, I've never really had any issues. Um, nothing, nothing major. And I don't really hear about a lot of issues with, with them either. And, you know, you get what you pay for. I mean, you get quality. I mean, you know, these lighters are handmade. They're rock solid. They light every time. They never back spark, which if you don't know what that is inside of a lighter, when you look inside the head where the jets are, when you when you go and you go to ignite and trigger, you'll see the little the little arc inside there. And what can happen, and especially in like a lower quality or a lower quality made lighter, um, it won't light. Like you'll be you'll be triggering it, triggering it, and it won't light. It'll click. You'll see the spark, but it won't light. There's gas in there. You hear the gas coming out. And what happens sometimes is that little probe can get just misaligned, and the spark will actually spark back and away from the flame. It won't actually ignite the gas. Um, so, and that's something you have to go in and fix. Sometimes you just need to replace the lighter. Um, those who know about it, who've dealt with it, it can be a pain in the ass. Shit like that you never have with a DuPont. I've just, I've, I've never seen it. I've never experienced it. So it's, it's little stuff like that um, that makes them just so fantastic. And, Nicole, I know you have your little lineup there of some stuff that you have. Yeah, I mean, I have the Mega Jet which I love in the brush copper, which like I said, I think Mitchell, you have one of these coming your way. So, um, I really like it's this. A flat I flame. It is, it is a flat flame. Um, I Beautiful. really like it just because you don't have to fill it every five seconds. I also have the, um, the mini jet and brush copper as well. Um, and that one's small. I like it cause I can put it in a purse, but that's girl problems. Right. Um, it's it's very tiny, hey, I have but a I, purse. <laughs> well no but i feel like that one you have to fill just i don't know just every once in a while so um depending on how often that you're using it so, when i when i'm going out i always try to have a nice small lighter like i throw in my breast pocket jacket pocket or something and yeah like you know some of those lighters amazing you know you put them on your at-home table they're beautiful to look at they're at home but yeah you definitely need some of those mini series to that are nice to travel with you're going out for a nice dinner and you want to have a nice lighter after and smoke a cigar and maybe the place will let you smoke it there maybe you just uh you know find a lounge after but i know some people collect them but hey my philosophy is you should be using why are you going to buy an expensive lighter and not use it <laughs> so yeah. um and as i say that i do have my fancy dupont that i do i do store it in my box when i'm not using it but i do use it very often um and this is a special line too that came out at the trade show last year so um we're doing a little bit of a st dupont showcase um for our friends there but this one um it, it was one of 200 no it was i believe 500 I, I believe that was 150 pieces 150 yeah. so this is the stardust line gold too. dust stardust mom brain sorry um gold dust and it's essentially black with glitter like it's a black, black. This looks so, like a starry night. Yeah. So what this is, this lighter, 
All the line twos are handmade. The lacquer is a Chinese lacquer that's hand 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 placed. There's multiple layers. Um, you know when they go in. I I have mine, which also it says you know it's not a gold dust. It has the same lacquer though. Uh, the lacquer process is very intricate, and when they were doing the process, the flakes that you actually see in there are flakes of gold. Those are gold, actual dust flakes, and they are hand-placed in the lacquer as it's being applied and made and manufactured. Um, so they'll all have a very different pattern. I mean, they all look pretty similar, but the, the, none, none of them are identical. They're all very different. And this one's special, too, because it was a... Um like I, it's not a first production; it's a reproduction. Because yeah, th they did there come was out a, with this style quite there, a few years ago. There was another gold dust. That's true. Yeah, I believe it, the last gold dust was the original line one lighter, but I don't think it was a line two. I think it was a line one, if I remember correctly. And Les Man is usually watching the show with us. I don't know if he's here though. Uh, he would have to clarify that for me because when it comes to Dupont, I mean Les Man is the genius. He's the man. He, he's the he's the man. <laughs> Last man's the man. You know what's so funny? It's it's kind of off topic, but every time you say Gold Dust, it just reminds me of that WWF fighter Gold Dust. I don't I don't know if you guys are. I don't because I don't follow wrestling, but someone else someone else here might be able to answer that question because she's Gold Dust. I haven't watched. Was one of. She's a closeted wrestling fan. Weirdest, weirdest dude. I used to play a lot of on the N64. Like a lot of WWF, SmackDown, and Raw, and I remember that uh, I too. Watched, I watched a bit of it. I watched a bit of it as a kid too. Um, Man, you're going back like 25 years. I remember. Yeah, that. exactly, exactly. Sleepovers and N64 all day. The blue um, cartridge, the red cartridge. <laughs> yeah, dude, colored cartridges, man. You know, it's genius. But uh, yeah, every time you say Gold Dust, it reminds me of that guy. And if you Google him, you'll be like, wow, that is quite a specimen of a person because he's he's weird man he's weird i mean they're all weird it, it's obviously i mean it's scripted yes but yeah it's it's scripted but do you guys remember when hulk, hulk hogan had his own reality show and which reality show is a bunch of bullshit anyway but i always thought it was funny um when there was this one episode when he had like they had like someone at their house. I don't know. He's doing some work at the house. Some he got into a fight with with uh, whatever his real name is, but fucking Hulk Hogan. And he said something to him about wrestling being fake. And he's like, "How dare you come into my house and you fucking accuse wrestling being fake? Well, That's bullshit." And everyone's just like, "It is though." <laughs> like, what the fuck? Here's the thing: is like, I think for them, they don't ever sell it like it's necessarily something that's like. Like it's it's them really doing things, right? Like they're really jumping off ropes and they're right, putting right. their bodies on the line. And when people say it's like fake, they're like, "Well, we're really doing these stunts." I guess I don't know if WWE the storyline is fake. It's the, yeah, it's the narrative and the outcomes are predetermined. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes, um, yeah. Which I guess they just don't really ever say like, "Yeah, it's it's." not that like it's a, it's an well, entertainment based thing but they, they were know, actually you know, trying could... to go after um sports betting and that yeah well, i wonder down. if that actually so i don't through. know if that no i don't think it did because if it's scripted and there's predicted outcomes how can there be legal were, betting on it so so part of that was they were saying that only only a very very select few people know the outcome obviously the people in in the ring and then 
maybe like what supposed to be one or two Vince other people. McMahon. So they tried, to, they tried, yeah, they tried to get through, but yeah. And you know, it's, it's even debatable to say, you know, I don't know if you guys watch any like the YouTube boxing fights, but it's like, you know, those pretty much look pretty scripted nowadays too. <laughs> well, they gotta, get the, they gotta get the drama in, you know, yeah. everyone has all these elaborate backstories and why they hate each other and pouring yep. shit on each other. And... You know, some people think the NFL scripted now too. So, that's true. <laughs> hey, you know, some days there's been some it's strange. All, all, there, there's been some strange. It's all the refs, all the refs in the scripted there. NFL. You know, just uh, saying. Yeah, there's been some strange games. I don't know if I'd go that far, but I think that there's definitely a fi- uh, heavily heavily influenced by the officials on certain calls. Because I mean, just some <laughs> some games, I think, man. I think part of it is just humans make mistakes and the winning team is always going to turn their eye to it. And the losing team is always going to nitpick every little thing. And that's, that's just human nature. That's and true too. You have, you have humans making mistakes and then you have people overanalyzing it. You take any game at any given time in the season and those exact same mistakes happen all the time. And then you put it into the most high pressure situations of the year. And those little things are, are magnified tenfold. Right. So, I think that's part of it and then and then people believe that <laughs> there's some underlying narrative for the nfl to make billions of dollars and so yeah that's the world we live in yeah it is but anyway back to this um, <laughs> back to cigars this you know, california you know is still really good do you want know st dupont i am super excited to see is those ones that smoke in for the tatuaje uh anarchy Oh, the NFT wherever ones. else they went, the NFT ones. Yeah, those, yeah. some of those graphics, like I, I really wonder how they're going to translate onto the lighters and stuff like that because those, some of those are freaking awesome. Well, looking. you saw it like, at the show. Really cool. They had it in the. Display. Yeah, we saw one of them, but they didn't have all seven, right? They didn't. No. No. Yeah, so it'll be really interesting to see how many of them end up like getting into the hands of people or how many people on in terms of like stores that got it, how many of them like post these online and show people what they really look like. Cause those are one of ones. Well, I'm curious yeah, if some of them do re like retail them. That would be curious. Yeah. And how so much they would maybe not, no one will ever see them. Or So two of them went to um, unicornsmokes.com. Also Alex Martinez, shout out who owns NFTs one and two from LFD. I think Alex, Alex and Rob, who are partners together, I believe. I think Alex got one, Rob got one, but they're both going on the same website. Uh, I don't remember which ones they got, but I do know that on their website where they have their NFTs, it's unicornsmokes.com. I believe... Actually, Mitchell, was it you who sent me this? So I thought someone sent this to me. They actually have the utility kit, which is the humidor, the cutters, the lighters, the artwork, all the extra stuff that's not the cigars. Um... For those two NFTs, they already have them on their website for $40,000. So for $40,000, you can buy all of the other pieces of each one of those other two that they wow. own. Um, if I remember correctly, um, I'm pretty sure that's what it, unless it, unless they've changed it. When I someone sent it to me and I started, I go, oh, shit, wow. Um, and they had them listed. So for $40,000, you can have all those pieces, including that 
that SD DuPont lighter. Well, but then the other thing I think of is um, some people put together these beautiful displays who had won the um, the LFD NFT. Oh, right? yes. So they had them in like these yeah. glass domes and every piece of it's on display with that golden um, humidor that they had with it. Yes. Um, so I'm curious to know if some of these people who are not selling it do a display in their store for the retailers who purchased it and um, I think that's with what all of the pieces to kind of bring a to have more of just a display piece made out of it and i think that i think abe is doing that with i think it's going to be placed in the vintage room or that's what he says yeah i think that's yeah. i think that's what he's going to do it's going to have its own display the other person that comes to mind who i think could really enshrine it would be jay davis because jay, jay has one as well do you know what i would do if it was me i would take the um because they de they get the digital artwork, they could blow that up and make more of like a thing out of it, right? Yeah. Can they do that since like they own the digital. Yeah. Well, not like a backdrop, but just like a a bigger framed piece to make more of a display. Like, cause I like as a consumer, I would be interested in seeing the artwork too. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you can look at it at the tiny little lighter, but like, I kind of want to see it on a. They they, more of they a are piece. getting they are getting a printed uh. I forget what the how, how big the canvas is, but they are getting a big, big okay. printed. I canvas. mean, from the I'm trade show, like... from the tra <laughs> from the from the trade show, that the print you're talking about, I think, is like like a standard poster size, like a twenty four by thirty six. Yeah. Um, which I, Some I think I think cool. which is what they what they do get. But I know what Nicole's talking about, and I'm sure that each owner of that NFT, I don't know how it officially, I use that word heavily, the official part of. The transaction and ownership i don't know how it works but i mean essentially an nft at its core is still a piece of artwork that you're buying so i assume that yeah, they'd also the be in, entitled to the original artwork file so you yep. really could do anything you wanted with it so yeah. you could take it have it blown up make it into like a wall spread or whatever yeah. you want to do i mean you own that nft so and you get an art file so yeah well yeah, why it's not? just not a cigar i feel like you slop in the corner of your shop so <laughs> like you know, Definitely without a, without a display or anything like that. So I guess I'm curious to see how, you know, how creative people get with that display. Yeah, yeah, it, it's gonna be. I don't know. I don't think they've shipped them out yet. I think Abe said they were gonna try to get them to the owners by like October. Um, but I don't think anyone has them yet. I know. I'm, I'm sure I know there Abe will be has a hub, them. Hubbub on the Book of Faces. Yeah. When, when they go live. I know that. <laughs> I know that Abe has them all. Um, cause I'm pretty sure he said that during the auctions that he, that they have them, but I don't think they've dished them out yet. And I think part of it also is, you know, I think there's some other pieces that have to come into play with, you know, sec securing the ownership for each one and all that. Um, making but I'm sure people paid. Yeah. Making sure people <laughs> paid and all that. Um, but I believe Abe has them. So I assume that once they get that sorted out, they'll, they'll get those to those people pretty quickly. Um, and yeah. And then from there we'll, we'll find out, we'll find out what people are selling them for. Uh, everyone's gonna probably do something similar but different. That's Ooh, we could play a guessing game too. How much do you think people are gonna charge per I cigar think Abe, for this? I think Abe had already said he's gonna charge a hundred dollars per cigar. It's probably okay. hundred bucks. Probably. I think I think Abe had said that because something sticks into my mind, like a hundred dollars per cigar. And I think Abe I think had some people might read that to two fifty. You think I, it'll be up to two fifty? I could see that. I could yeah. see that. Yeah. Especially with. Modern day pricing. I think some people might reach for two fifty, and work from there. Um, well, what's maybe... been the highest price on the bull? 
Well, the thing I was just going to say is not that I want to compare them because they're different, but like they are different, but they're also but they're also pretty similar in the in the way they were executed. So it's kind of hard not to. But I will say that the difference between the LFD one and the Tatuaje one is the LFD one. I believe it's every month you get is it fifteen boxes or something like that, and the other one, the one that Abe did. I believe you only it's roughly the same number but it's only once a quarter. So when you do the math, you actually get less of them per year. So I wonder if that affects availability, rarity, price and all that. Something to take into consideration there you go. as well. Well, and I'm sure they're going to want to be competitive with each other, so that's what I'm curious to know is who <laughs> Right. if people are selling them online and things like that. So. Right. But you're right. I'd I'd say at least 100 bucks oh yeah no less than 100 yeah i don't i I don't think any less than 100 yeah for sure and is it going to be a hundred dollar worthy cigar and that is the real question always is i hey i I, you know they have good track record but i just that's all with with very expensive cigars it's is it worth what it costs We'll find out. That, I I know we gotta find we gotta smoke it and find out, right? But yeah, we'll find out. <laughs> That's the reality. We but. know we know a couple of people who who have access to them. Yeah. Especially our our, our our good friends that smoke in and uh, I'd very, buy one just to just to try it. Our very special friend in Dallas, yeah. Jay Davis. Yeah. Who we love very much. Just want to say that. Yeah. Jay, if you're out there listening. Although Jay doesn't usually watch this show live. I know he listens and watches the show. It's a bit early it live. For yeah, it's usually the spare note show because it's later on a Saturday and he's around. Um, so I don't expect to see him here tonight. But um, I know he has. I'm sure, this. he's having a great family dinner right now. No, he's probably in his store right now. If anything, that's my guess. I <laughs> think he's too. in his store. He just got back. He was he's traveling. Clean, he's cleaning up after Coop. Yeah, he had Coop visit. He was. Oh, that's right. Host, he had Coop visit. Coop. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm sure they. Up. He went they to the like, Calico open house. Left. That happened yeah. this past weekend. That's Shout true. out! I don't know if anyone here. I know we have some McAuliffe people in the audience. Yeah, anyone, anyone watching the, the show right now? Were you at the uh, McAuliffe Open House? Just curious. Um, yeah, I talked to Coop yesterday, two days ago. He called me, and he was still on his way back. And he was telling me he was he kind of extended his little road trip. And um, Lisa America. let him. Lisa let, let him. him. <laughs> Extend <laughs> his oh, road trip. He's like, well, you know, Lisa called me, and uh, <laughs> so he made a little more of a trip. <laughs> Coop, I heard. Yeah, I heard, yeah. See, he's like Beetlejuice. You just say his name too many times, he just shows up. <laughs> but yeah, no. Hey, man, he, I saw you. Part, I saw you partying out there, Coop. You know, you were you were tearing up a storm. I will say, Coop, but he did. He called me, and he was telling me about kind of you know all about Texas and the open house and. Some of those stuff he's doing. I know he had a great time, but he also, you know, he anyone who follows him on Facebook too, he's been posting a lot. But he was in Tennessee, he was in Memphis, um, and he's been having a great time. I think he's almost home now. So, because uh, I spoke to him today, and I thought he said he was going to be home late. So, I assume that he's either home now or he's um, maybe stopped somewhere. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing, but and he doesn't have to tell us either. But anyway, I know he was traveling, and uh, I forget he had this hashtag going. It was, what was it? Something about uh, was it traveling across America or something like that? And that was like his little hashtag. I thought it was cool. I liked that. Because um, yep. Coop still on the road. Yeah. So other well, than Coop, you know, Coop does a lot of driving. 
uh, when he travels. Uh, a lot of times, you know, we we like to make jokes and stuff about how often he goes to Miami, but a lot of times he drives to Miami. He doesn't regularly fly there. So uh, Coop's one of those people that, you know, and he drove all the way out to Texas and he drove his way back. So Coop's like a road trip guy. If you ever need a good road trip guy, I mean, Coop's like the guy to ask because he loves doing it. He does it all the time. His, his tagline has been wandering across America. Wander. Yeah. I liked it. I remember I was like, Oh yeah. Wandering. wandering across across. Yeah. I like that. I thought that was really clever. William Cooper. I know he went to Whataburger because I mean, it's Coop driving across country. He's got to go to Whataburger, but he also, you know, hold on. When Coop officially retires, he should start another website, which he's probably like, yeah, no, that that's not going to happen. But of just his travels, because <laughs> he goes so many places. No, you know what Coop should do? Coop should, when Coop's done, if he's ever done with the cigar business, not that I want him to leave, but if he ever, you know, if he ever got to that point in his life, he's like, you know what, like I've done this for you know, 20 years, I, you know, I'm older now, I want to kind of do something different. I don't think he should leave the blogosphere. I think that he should just transition into another will. topic. And I think that he, he should be a food blogger. I'm telling you, man, I think that he would be very, I'm not, fucking around either i think coop would be a very successful food bo- food blogger i think he would be great at it and i think that he would be just as not if not even more successful doing food blogging than uh with cigars not that he's i mean he's great with cigars but I just i i know how he is with food and i i think he'd be pretty good at it so that's my thing did he go to costco again for the hot dogs but coop has no taste when it comes to costco let's not get into that and i know he's, he's listening so let's not get him going he the hot dog with these. He did. He did. And I had one of the Costco hot dogs the other day. We had a family I have outing. To disag- yeah, I have to disagree because the pizza. Pizza's really you cool. know what? I think. <laughs> Shadow I over think, the pizza. I think the consistency of how the pizza is made between locations seems to be quite different. Because the, even the way his pizza looked does not look like the way the pizza is made up here. Or even the way I've seen you guys post pizza. So yeah. I think that's like a. I think right. that's like a. Definitely a. a an issue with Costco in terms of regionality, but the hot dog is very consistent. I've had hot dogs from Costco all over. You know what his complaint was, though? It was that it wasn't, I think, cooked enough. It was kind of... He he felt that it was, yeah, he felt that it was more undercooked and it was softer and floppy. And And I think that's what it is because the rest of their pizza production is automated. They do the same thing at every location. So the only, like, inconsistency I can think of is that it was a busy time and they were just pumping them out and they didn't cook it long enough. Although... I would like to, and I know, and I, because I know he's here, and I know he's listening, I'm gonna do this right now. I'm gonna challenge. Oh, I'm gonna challenge Coop to another Costco food test because there's a new food item mm. in the Costco food court, at least in the United States. I don't know. I think the menu's slightly different in other countries, so Mitchell it might even yeah. be a little different. Like I think you guys still get the hot dogs and the pizza and like that stuff, but like there's yeah. some secondary items that like like do you guys have the chicken bake? No. Yeah. So like we get is. we have like the chicken bake pocket um but they recently introduced a roast beef sandwich at the costco food court here in the united states and if they have that at the one in north carolina where coop lives i officially challenge coop to go and try the roast beef sandwich at costco and give me a review and i will do the same as i haven't had it yet and i doubt he has now, and we can do this we... together brand new out of the gate we'll see who wins I think we used to get this turkey provolone sandwich at Costco. 
they, but we don't get it anymore. Did we used to have that? We did have that pre-COVID, and then they did not bring yeah, that back. Yeah, it's gone now. But they brought back. Was that the, the one on the little, feet. like, ciabatta roll? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The... yeah. It was I good. I had it. It was good. It was like a it melt, right? It was warm. Yeah. It was like it was, the cheese. Would be, yeah, that was good. That was good, man. That was good. That was good. No, what? You know what we? I think we get that you guys don't get is is um poutine. We actually get two versions of the hot dog. We get the all beef, and then we get the uh, uh what's it called? Um, oh, like oh, Nicole. Nicole lived in England, and there is Costco in England. And I remember her showing me the the British menu for Costco. It's very different. Shepherd's pie or like only, do they pie. even have the pizza there? They have jacket potatoes. Yeah, yeah. Jacket potatoes. They have jacket um, potatoes. They have a beef um, bulgogi bake instead of a chicken bake which, which sounds really which good. by the way if you ever like not want to shit for like three days have a jacket <laughs> potato because i think it's gonna <laughs> stuff you and it's gonna stay in there and you're gonna just walk around for like two days and be like damn i shouldn't have eaten that but it was good <laughs> i mean a baked potato and then it's loaded on with more stuff and you eat the whole thing yeah you you ain't moving anything like no while. chicken bacon costco here what what Mike, I thought they were pretty universal in the U.S. Yeah, I thought they were at every location. You have no chicken bakes? Hmm. Come on. It's one of the best things there. I will say, though, the charros have slacked. When I was a kid, the charros were sweet and they were soft. Now they're, like, kind of firm. I don't mm, want to say crispy. The... Like, just firm. And they're not as sweet. They're just, like, all cinnamon. Like, no sugar to them. And they switched the smoothie from berry to mango. Yeah. We get the Polish Polish sausage. Oh, see, I like that. We don't have that, but I like that. Yeah, I, would do that. I think it's it's got like slightly slightly different spices. It's got a little bit more spice to it. A little, uh, I think they had like extra paprika in there. Well, that's what Bruce was saying. They used to have a Polish sausage. Because I remember they used to have a sausage. Yeah, that's what, yeah. but that's we don't. What we have. We don't we have, have that anymore. Not anymore. But but they have it in Canada. Mm-hmm. It's weird how this all works. And we get poutine too. Yeah. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, why don't we get fries or chicken or I don't know. Oh, you guys don't get fries at all? No. No. Yeah, oh, I know, yeah. right? We do we <laughs> no do chicken stri- do you get chicken strips with fries? No. 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 no See, strips. I would I would I would Oh, I would we get go- chicken strips with fries in three different dips. Oh, I see. I would go I would get that and then I'd walk around the store and it's I would like just eat bucks. it. It's, it's like 5 bucks. It's like 5 bucks. And and they used to have the supreme pizza with all the veggies on it. They only do pepperoni and cheese now. Yeah, we just got the pepperoni. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure they have the supreme pizza. No, they don't. They don't. Maybe it's oh no, they only have they have cheese and pepperoni. Only now. They really cut down after it, and they just like haven't put it all back. I don't know. Come now, on, did they not get the memo? Of, COVID. It's three in years terms ago. of Costco condiments. Back in the day, we used to have like all the fresh condiments, like onions, banana peppers that you could scoop out and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. There's a few other things. Now they just do ketchup, mustard, relish yeah. in the pump. You're right, because I remember the on- I remember the onion thing that you'd twist it and the onions yeah. would come out. We used to have they don't have that anymore. No, they just started yeah. doing oh. onions again. Oh, they did. So yeah, okay, but occasionally not- now they'll come in little plastic tins that they'll they'll serve. But yeah, yeah. like on the side for like the onions. Here. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, I used to like the banana peppers. Those were those were really nice. Bruce had asked for onions, so apparently, if you if they don't have the dispenser, you can still get them. So Mitchell's they just started right. yeah. doing the onions again a few months ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. just ask for them. That's they that's just, key. Yeah, onion onions, relish, mustard is my go-to. Maybe a squirt of ketchup. You know the whole ketchup debate. I know ketchup on hot dogs. Oh my god! I put only but, um, exclusively ketchup on my hot dog. There you go. See, <laughs> that's how it is. 
Um, but uh, yeah, that I, I, I love I love onions. And I go I go to a I do I go to a hot dog stand by my work now. Sometimes it's not a dollar fifty, but um, they do grilled onions with your hot dog. And uh, again, I didn't know this was a thing, but you guys don't often toast your buns. I like my buns toasted. I, love I enjoy it, he but like, not. no, I like it. I won't take the time to do it at home because mm, I'm just like whatever. Um, but if I go to a place and that's how they serve it, I'm like, oh, this is awesome. But like, I yeah. won't go out of my way to toast I it. I like everything mostly burnt. <laughs> that's like really. <laughs> yeah, her family likes things burnt. I noticed. That's I, I like it. I feel like that's an English thing. No, just no, because like her dad, like like when her dad cooks stuff on the grill, like he likes it like more char, like he'll mm. like he'll char steaks, like not like bad, but enough where I'm like, hmm, this isn't for me. Well, I'm not saying steak, <laughs> but I like things just more. Yeah, yeah, it's a good example. Usually, the things that come off the grill are. Uh, Anyway. On the, I don't want to say blacker side, but there's a lot more char to them. We should get to news. We should. We should. Let's get to the news. Our news is once again brought to you by McAuliffe Cigars, featuring the new McAuliffe Black. That's right. Rated 91 at SmokingTobacco.com by Kevin Acuff. Head over there now to read the review and check out why you got a 91. McAuliffe Black. It's a blackout. Um, this week, we got an interesting story. So, Selected Tobacco, which I think a lot of people are familiar with. Byron Atabay. Bandolero, Alfonso, Nelson coming soon. Um, you know, especially anyone who's seen our trade show coverage or you've seen some of my personal photos. Um, there are ashtrays that Nelson has designed, but they're not very available. Um, I think there is an Atabay one that was circulated, but there's not a lot of them made. I have a couple of them myself. They're like elongated. And you like rest the cigar on the end of it. Um, I can put uh, these ones up on screen. Yeah, put those ones up. Um, I'll yeah. have to show you sometime. There's also Alfonso ashtrays, which I don't think are circulated, um, but I know that they've been on display at the shows and stuff. Uh, so I'm sure at some point. But we also have seen Byron ashtrays, and um, United Cigars released a, a press release this week saying that Selected has released their Byron porcelain ashtrays and. Um, I was excited because I was like, damn, I'm like, I, I, we've seen these, we, we've seen what Nelson can do with other stuff with his packaging, but also, you know, with ashtrays and accessories. And, you know, you talk about cigars like that and to have the, the beautiful ashtrays that I pair with them. I mean, it's, you know, when you're, when you're talking about the cigars at that level, these ashtrays are amazing. Um, and quite beautiful, and they are available. Uh, renowned artist and blender of selected tobacco, Nelson Alfonso, has once again pushed the boundaries of creativity and craftsmanship with his latest creation, three stunning porcelain ashtrays, each uniquely designed to pay homage to the timeless beauty of the tobacco plant's flower. Sorry, I thought I had a... It must be the shape. These luxurious ashtrays are presented in designer boxes and are inspired by the rich history of the Byron cigar line. Um, and yeah, Nicole has the image up on screen. You can see them. They are amazing. Amazing. Just beautiful ashtrays. Uh, if you're interested in these, they're probably going to be on twoguyscigars.com. So you can head over there and find them. But also, if you don't want to order it, uh, head over to your local United Cigar retailer who carries Atabay and Byron. 
Um, they will probably have them, more than likely. They'll probably have them. If they don't, they might be able to order them for you. Um, I don't know 100%. Um, but and I think the MSRP is, what, 250 if I remember correctly. Yeah, 250 Yes, 250 for Ashtray. But these are nice. I mean, I, I like I said, I've, I've owned, I own I own a couple of of Nelson's ashtrays myself, and like I've you know I've seen them, I've used them. I mean, they're they're, they're beautiful. They're beautiful. They're, and and they're, they're worth it if you are an accessory person. We yeah. Not everyone is. You know, some people would rather just spend all their money on the cigars and not have the accessories. But if you are an accessories person, they're very high quality. Yes, very high quality. Very detailed. Very detailed. Um, and I, what I will say is, you know, while we're on this topic, you know, a lot of people have, you know, basic ashtrays that they use plastic ones, or if you use like, you know, we use, I use the stinky ashtray out, out here just cause I smoke so much and I like how, and I like my silicone hold. one outside cause I'm afraid of dropping and yep. breaking nice ashtrays outside. Yep. So, but we do have a pretty vast collection of nice porcelain ashtrays that, you know, we just don't use them all the time because you know, a lot of the times we just don't need to. Well, but and also when we expand our fortress, we'll have a smoking room. That's true. That's true. But even then, I mean, we we got a lot of them. I got, I got like, I have one over here. I have a Fuente one. I have like yellow, the round yellow Fuente one in the box. It's been it's been in the studio in the box for for a while now, and you know, and I, and I love it, and they're beautiful. And but you know, one of the things I will say though is when you use those ashtrays, and if you use them regularly. You'll notice a lot of them have like, like you can see on like some of the Byron ones. They have they have the gold on them. Um, another detail. Just know that you know you want to when you wash them and you care for them, you want to do it you know very carefully and gently, and you don't really want to scrub them too hard. And Sponge, you not yeah, you don't not the because that that gritty those details salt. will wear away because it is glass and that's all on the surface, and they will wear over time. Um, so hand I mean, wash only. yeah, hand <laughs> wash them gently. Don't put them in the dishwasher, whatever you do. I, and I bring this up because people have literally told me that they've done it or they've asked me if they can do it. And I go, no, if it's like a silicone one or if it's a stinky, like, you know, I, I still if wouldn't recommend it. doesn't have a it. finish. But uh, yeah, you can put it fine. in there and it would, you know, it's fine. But like something like that, don't do that because you will wear away some of those details and then you'll just have the shape of the ashtray someday and all the finish will be gone, and it'll just be nothing. Um, so don't do that. That's except that's, a memory. Yeah, it'll just be a memory. <laughs> so that's my only advice I can pass along. Um, but on that, you know, those are amazing ashtrays. They're beautiful. Um, I think they are shipping now. These personal ashtrays are now available for purchase and can be found. At, yes, so they are available now. Uh, they are limited availability though, so there's not a bunch of them. So if you do want one, act fast. Because there's not many of them around, and I'm sure many of them will go quickly. Um, but that's going to be our news for this week. Brought to you by Mikhail Cigars. Yeah, there's not... We love the ashtrays, but it was... I feel like not a lot of news this week. You know why? I think a lot of people are still traveling for inner tobacco. Inner tobacco, yeah. Um, so, not... I mean, there was other news. Just, it wasn't as heavy of a, as a news week. Uh, but yeah, inner tobacco was, was last weekend. Um, which... And the McAuliffe Open House, which shout out to Mickey Pegg for finding the people who stole his bag. <laughs> Did he? Did he find it? Yeah, they found someone. Okay, so I don't quite know the story, but I was following the thread. Um, uh, Mickey Pegg lost his bag 
I the saw that, but I don't he know the follow. He has an air tag in it. It had gone back to the airport. It had gone around Philadelphia. And then he did he did a tag where he tagged a reporter in ABC6 in Philadelphia, and they were, like, following people. And they, Good like, man. Because they were re- trying to resell the cigars he had put in his checked bag. No way. At shops. Actually, yeah, that's, that's what he actually did sell almost everything in his bag because yeah. they got it back. They did? Yes. Yeah. Wow. So I guess don't ever check your bag if you have cigars in it. Is I don't. I just ship it I back. Know. Yeah, shipping is actually probably a better option. Um, Most of the time when we travel. So I usually bring a lot of cigars with me, and then I bring a lot of cigars back with me. And sometimes I bring more back than when I w- went with. But a lot of the times what I do, especially for a trade show, we ship most of it back because, I mean – and Nicole's right. I mean, like, you stuff in a suitcase with all that stuff. And, you know, you never know. Sometimes you lose your bag or someone steals it Plus, or whatever. I just picture all the all the bag people just... Yeah, like, and I literally... There was one throwing trade... Throwing these cigars. There, I mean, we've been to we've been to several trade shows uh, at this point. And there was one trade show. We came back. And I think we flew Red Eye because we were coming back from Vegas. And I just remember being in the airport in the morning at, like, 7 o'clock in the morning, having been on a Red Eye... Like, you know, just half asleep, half awake, miserable, be like, oh, just like I'm exhausted and waiting for my bag to come down the carousel. And I remember this was like, I think last year bag came down and the zipper broke at some point and uh. it was just sitting loose on the carousel. I went and I didn't notice it and I went to pick it up and all my cigars just went everywhere. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And it was just, it was a pain in the ass. And I was just like, you know what? Like, I'm not doing this anymore. I can do you one better, though, because one time I was flying back from England and um, I was waiting for my bag, waiting for my bag, just, you know, looking at everything going around. And all of a sudden, this clear trash bag is on the carousel and everything's going. I'm like, I think that's my underwear I can see in this clear trash bag. Um, I didn't even get the broken bag back. They literally just put it in a clear bag, all of my belongings. I didn't even know that story. Put a, put a, put a post-it note on it. Said Nicole. No post-it note. No, not nothing. I just recognized. Was this my, here or there? Here on this side. So T has. Like, was this when you were still going back and forth? Yeah, this is when I was going back and forth to England a lot, and um, and yeah. So I just saw my underwear out in the open on the carousel, and I'm like, okay. And it was like a quite a big bag because it was one of like the 50 pound bags, like because I would travel the for big months bag. at a time. Yeah. So it was quite a lot of things. <laughs> anyway, so no bag even at all. Just at least they bag. at least they bagged it for you. Like the, I've seen suitcases come out and like, like mine and like it's busted and they'll just like fold it over and be like, here you go. And it's like it might what depend the fuck on am I gonna wh- do it with might that? depend on where it breaks. That's true. Is what I think. Um, it might be so. It like if it breaks bef- like. Before getting on the plane, on they're the, like, "Well, know, we got to yeah. bag it now." But if if it's after it comes off, they're like, "Fuck it, they'll get it." Yeah, <laughs> that's so. true though. That's true. Um, so. But yeah, you're, at least you got that. I mean, <laughs> the only th- so the only things I'll do so, and I kind of have them here off to the side. But like, I'll have like my plastic cases. I put cigars in, and I lock them. Not that people still couldn't get in, but like you know, um, I usually will put stuff in those and put them in my suitcases. But anything else, anything loose. I ship it back. And especially if we're in Vegas, I leave my stuff at Kevin's house and I have Kevin send yeah. it back because it's just not worth it. You know, it's just in, there's a lot of stuff. And, but I mean, for, and, and not, it's not, cheaper not, not, than not paying the overage. Hold on. But not that I'm saying that like Mickey's in the wrong. He, 
No, and Mickey's also in a position where he kind of yeah. has to have stuff with him all the time. So I get it. And it's it's unfortunate that it's happened to him because, you know, when you're traveling with stuff, you kind of have to have it on you all the time. And you go from city to city to city. Um, but that sucks. But honestly, good for Mickey. Because there's a lot of people out there who would be like, oh, I lost my bag. Like, it sucks. Like, But no, Mickey stayed on top of that shit. Because I, I didn't really follow it, but I saw him making multiple posts about this. Um, Good for him. Yeah. I'm always here for the for the Facebook dramas. Oh yeah, that was the drama. Always here. <laughs> that was the drama. The week Mickey's bag. Following <laughs> <laughs> it. The, the drama. The Facebook drama of the week in the cigar world was Mickey Peg's bag. Ooh, what'd you light up? I Talk. just lit up this uh, this Howard G. Leon Cersei All Pro Ooh. Series Little Cirque, Little Cirs. This is uh yeah, San Andreas wrapped. Nicaragua, Nicaragua, binder filler. This is really nice. This is super toothy. I wish I could get a... I don't think I can... The The tooth on this is, is insane. I also love the little detail. I don't know if it's on purpose or not, but the band is kind of textured. It kind of reminds me of like a football skin. Like It hmm. has the same texture of that. Like um, the little brown bumps. Us, yeah. Well, wait a minute. Yeah. You're in Canada, so when you say football, you mean mm-hmm. like football, I mean, or do you mean soccer? Well, obviously, I mean football like this because okay. Leon Cersei is an all-pro. I ha- I have to make sure, you know. I have to make sure. That's just me. Hot poking. take. Hot that take. W- I actually don't like soccer at all. So good. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. And uh, I think the pros are a general joke and just are overpaid actors who flop around on the field. But hey, don't send me hate mail. <laughs> we wouldn't want that. Well, sports are really <laughs> big right now, especially like with the um the strike going on and everything, like reality TV here cuz of the writer's yep. strike. That's true. And yeah. whatnot. Yeah, and this thing is and... This thing is toothy. I'll try to get a good pic of it. Yeah, Very get a good. picture of that. Let's we'll get a good picture of that and uh, and check that out. This is still smoking great. Oh yeah. Yeah, I got a, a great construction, great draw, um, very complex, great transitions, and a lot I, of smoke production, which is awesome. I thought it was honestly going to be more, I anticipated it to be more of a bold cigar. Like their old bold line, or you mean? No, just like, I guess I, I or actually assumed like more because bold. of black, I don't know, the, like just the connotation of like more pepper, it's, more darker, but actually it's very smooth. It's well balanced. Very balanced, yes. Yeah. Well balanced cigar, um, but but very mouth filling, like yeah. full of flavor. Nice, nice good cigar. Like I, I had that Liga the other night and it, it kicked my ass after. <laughs> um, like it's funny, the Papasaka did not do that because I, I love darker darker cigars so when i was like oh well i haven't smoked in so long i should probably start with like some connecticut you know keep it light um and i didn't do that so i was prepared to you know just like feel like the the nicotine sweats and everything going on you know when you're starting to smoke again and it's been a while um but yeah, bruce added in there the the robusto is only seven dollars which is true and the toro is eight so for seven or eight dollars i mean you can you know, like I said, this is a great value for what you get. Uh, there's a lot of cigars that are very similar to this that are maybe just as good, maybe slightly better, maybe just slightly, you know, I don't want to say worse, but, you know, you know what I mean. And But, you know, they're all in the same wheelhouse, so to speak, and they're a lot more, you know, than the cigar. Yeah. 
And for eight dollars, I mean, it's it's hard to beat. And now I'm, and I have to resmoke them because it's been a while now. But my favorite McAuliffe cigars are the Leanda Number Two was one of my favorites, and then um, the Mc- the A. So I don't know. This might be a new favorite. Those are my. Yeah, it's like jumped I said, up to my the being my favorite. Yeah, I think this is the best cigar that McAuliffe has ever made. And I don't know because I really liked that A. The A is good, but what I will say. Oh, in the um, what were the little ones that they can't? Uh, why am I spacing? Remember the little McAuliffe's, the short ones. The Magdalias. The Magdal. Uh, the SE. The Magdalia. The SE Magdalia. Yes. Oh. Not because I was like, oh, the regular. No, because it's not. Yeah. Or if you, or if you have the collection set, which you, it's not limited. You can still get one. Um, they make one of each of their blends. Uh, in that small lingerie size, which I think is a four by, what is it, four by thirty-six or something like that, um, which is that size, uh, you can get that set, and you can actually have that size in all of their blends. And I don't know this, but is the Leanda number two discontinued? Um, I don't know, Bruce. I will find out. Though. The reason I well, because didn't they switch? Because when I'm thinking Leanda, number they two, repackaged they had, it and they added some new sizes to it. Do they do the tapered end? End anymore? I I think maybe that's why they changed the size because I think they got rid of the tapered. Because remember, it came in the coffin and the and the whole. I because they don't do the coffins anymore for them, right? That that was. I don't change. think so. But I don't know, Bruce. I have to. It's been that long since I've smoked one. So I have I to clarify on that one. Yeah, yeah. I, I Bruce, I, that's a that's a good. I have to clarify with like Andy or Dan on that one because I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, I know they repackaged that. They've they been still repackaging have the a lot Leanda, of stuff, but, but whether or not it's still the uh, the, like the number the one and the number two, well, but with that taper, I don't know. Yeah, because I loved it, even though I did not like the taper so much because I felt like sometimes sometimes it was a little tight, but and I'd have to like poke an extra hole. But I love the blend. Yeah, no, it, it, no, it is. It is a good one, and it was one of my favorites too until the black came along, uh, which also is the other thing too. Is I'm thinking about the collector's edition, they're gonna have to expand that collector's edition to put the black in there because there's no way that you leave the black out of that set. I mean, that's an amazing set. The black has to be in there. I mean, just yeah. it has to be. So hopefully they they do add that. If if anyone from the Calif is listening, um, that would be cool to see. Um, but anyway, we um, looking at our time here. We are uh, we're getting towards the end of the show here, um, so we're gonna probably wrap up soon. And uh, it's a spare notes week. It is a spare notes week. It is a spare notes week, and uh, we will be back Saturday night with Coop and Kevin for all of the hot takes from the last two weeks and whatever Coop's gripe of the week is, if he's still listening. A reminder, I'm sure he'll have some from traveling. Find a B for the week. <laughs> Find a B for the week. And then uh, and then of course I'm she's probably gonna tell us all about his his trip and that'll be awesome to talk about, uh, as well as some other stuff that's probably been going on. But uh, you'll hear more about it on Saturday night at nine PM Eastern, right here, same place. Um And who's on next week? Next week I'm pretty sure it, uh don't oh actually, hold on. Next week so okay, I'm it was supposed to be on from Drew Estate, but we actually had to flip-flop him because uh, Carney was going to come on on the 4th. And so now Carney will be next week, and Anfan from Drew Estate will be the following Wednesday, October 4th. Um, 
and that'll be interesting. So we'll have John come on next week. We can get caught up with him, and then after that, we'll have a Drew Estate show. We can talk all about the busy year that Drew Estate has had. Uh, they returned to the trade show in 2024, and whatever else I can squeeze out of them for new and exciting information. Um, the other than that, oh, and also there will be a Drew Estate giveaway, which I now, um, which I was supposed to put out this week. I didn't. Um, for various reasons, but also because now Han's going to be a week out. I'm going to wait a little bit, and I think I'm going to launch yeah. it maybe this weekend and run it until he comes on the show. Um, so I'm going to shoot to launch that by Saturday, so for spare notes we can talk about it, and then I'll have it run until that Wednesday when Han comes on the show, and we'll decide the winners with with Han on the show um, and on I don't October know if people noticed, but people were asking for more giveaways, and we are delivering. Yeah. So please enter them so that we can continue to do them. Because if people don't enter, we don't want to. Yeah. Doing them. The JC. <laughs> the, so the JC Newman one went well. The McAuliffe one went well, and now we're having Drew Estate one. So they've been doing well this time, but we've had ones that we've done before. I feel like. Eh. Yeah. But so we're excited about that, and uh, more information will be available on SmokingTobacco.com once it goes live. Like I said, I think that's gonna go hey, live this weekend. The new site's gonna be beautiful. Ooh, we can't wait. Yep. Can't wait. Uh, any day now. But uh, other than that, that's going to be our show for this week. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for watching. Don't forget to like and subscribe everywhere you can get your podcast on all the podcast platforms and on YouTube and the rest of our social media. And as always, visit SmokingTobacco.com for more news, reviews, and other events and exciting things from the cigar industry. We'll see you on Saturday night. Take care. Bye, Have a good night. Everyone. Thank you for spending your time with us at Smokin' Tobacco. Please remember to like and subscribe for more episodes and content. And as always, visit SmokinTobacco.com for news and updates from the cigar industry.